and Israel, formerly known as Jacob, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Verse 37 is an important verse. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up all the water that was in the trench. Verse 39, now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Now, I am jumping ahead, away ahead to the New Testament, John chapter 14. And in that chapter, I'll be reading a few selective verses. The first one, <laughs> glory to God. I thank God for uh, Sister Tierra giving me this scripture just in my ear on Wednesday. Thank you, sis. Verse 12 in John chapter 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Skipping to verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, Pastor Ruffin, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, I like this verse. I just kind of threw this in here because I love how Jesus flexes sometimes. Amen. He said, listen, I will no longer talk much with you because he was about to go on the cross. Amen. For the ruler of this world is coming, talking about the enemy, the prince of the powers of, of the air and of this world. But he said he has nothing on me. He has no power in me. He has no power over me. That's how we know that God laid his life down. No man took his life. John chapter 15, the next chapter, and we're almost there, church. I know I do a lot of reading. I love the word. Forgive me. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Oh, I'm going to Luke, backed up to Luke, Luke 10 and 19, very familiar. Behold, I give unto you power to tread power, somebody say power this morning, power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now I know we don't have to say this all together, but I know once I started, y'all gonna finish it. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the, according to the power that worketh in us. I had to be reminded this morning my subject is the power of God. So the first thing that Bishop and First Lady did when we bought this building is we got the power turned on. We had to lay carpet, which is laid. We had to get our furniture in here. We had to get the sound system set up, Pastor Sean, and get the video set up, Deacon Martez. But before we could do anything, we had to get the power on. If you think about it, the damage that a regional blackout could cause, so everybody's at home, 
Kids are on their tablets. Everybody's thinking we're watching TV or listening to music while we're cooking on an electric stove and the power goes out. Not only can we not see what we're doing, we cannot continue with our lives because we've lost power. See, there's no power to see because the, the, the thing with power is that it brings light and it shuts out the darkness. Are you with me this morning? See, we also need power for medical devices. We need power for cars. Everything that we use. Oh, oh, wait a minute. And this, this is our third hand, everybody. Our phones. But if the phone is dead, if the battery is dead, everything that I have on here, my appointments, my mobile Bible, all my texts, everything from work, my, my, my spouse is texting me, this is happening, I got a call from school. I can't get any type of communication if my battery is dead because there's no power. Something happened and it was super small, but God showed me how big it was. At my job, there's a water fountain around the corner from my office, but it's one of those where you take your water bottle and you can fill it up. So there was water in the pipes and it was functioning, but no water was coming out because it had lost power. So there was water in there. There was water in the, there was nothing wrong with the pipes. We had paid the water bill, amen, but that fountain was not functioning because there wasn't enough power to operate correctly. See, we, the need that we have for the power of God, especially in this time, likewise, we cannot see clearly without the power of God because we can't function in the darkness. And especially, especially, church, when we get to the dark places in our lives. As Bishop said, we can have zeal and excitement for this walk, amen, for this Christian life. But he said on Wednesday, if there's no call, there's no power. Just like a phone, we have everything that we need on this phone, amen. But if the phone is dead... If it is powerless, it can't be used. If it's powerless, it cannot be used. See, we can be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, just like there was water in the pipes of that fountain at my job, amen? But in this life, we need to make sure that there is the power of God that is enabling us to allow the living water to flow freely in our lives. Amen? Amen. When life hits us, as we deal with the reality of living from day to day, there are things that come that try to shut out the light in our souls. Pastor Sean ministered so well a few weeks ago and said a few key words that rang in my spirit. He talked about frustration, and then he talked about pressure. Even when you're living right and doing what you're supposed to do, actually, that's when more pressure comes your way, when you are doing your very best to stay in the will of God. Bishop talked about the kingdom mindset and having distractions in or from the kingdom mindset, rather. And when life hits us, we need our hearts revived with the power of God. I said when life hits us, Bishop says, he says a lot of profound things. And I'm not just saying it because he's sitting back there. It's the truth anyhow. 
But he said last week as he was delivering the news of, of the tragedy that hit our family, he said sometimes it's not the devil, it's just life. Things that God allows. So if I can share this with you, grief is something else. Something else that can cause our lights to flicker and go out. And we need the power. See, I watched my father on the night of January 4th going into, I'm sorry, January 3rd going to January 4th, 2015. He was at Kindred Hospital in Dayton, Ohio. It's a heart hospital. And he coded four times, about every couple of hours. For those of you that don't know what that means, his heart stopped. There was no activity. And so what happened was all of the bells and whistles went off and I actually ran to get a nurse, but they were already on their way in there and they got what's called a defibrillator. And the defibrillator, they rubbed together and they put on his chest and they said, clear, and they charged him up. They said, clear, and they charged him up again until he got normal rhythm. What am I saying? When we have been overwhelmed by life, tragedy, traumas, and tribulations, tests, and heartbreak, frustration, and misdirection, abuse, misuse, deception, broken trust, disrespect, attacks on character and self-esteem, our hearts have taken in so much stress that they can give out. That is when we need the Lord to yell clear and revive us back to full strength. And when he's saying clear, he's saying clear your mind, focus on me. When he's saying clear, open your eyes, look past what you see and look with the right set of eyes, Bishop. He's saying clear and it is only by his power, somebody say power, do we have the strength to be led to the rock that is higher than we are. I'm gonna make a few points and then I'm done. I promise you, amen. So to activate the power of God, there is no greater way, Pastor Ruffin, than to first believe God. We must hope against hope. Abraham did that. It made no sense that a 100-year-old man still had the mojo to conceive. But he hoped against hope. And as Bishop says, he uses his glory. He reveals his glory through us. And the result of the wonder-working power is so that God can be seen by everyone else. I'm getting ahead of myself. And that they will turn their hearts back to him. See, in the first scripture I read this morning, Elijah called on the power of God so that those prophets, let me put it in context, I'm sorry. So there were prophets of Baal, which was the false god that the land was worshiping. And then, of course, it was Elijah and our God. Amen. So it was a duel of, of sorts, not to get too far into explaining it, just giving you an overview. All right. And so they had miracles that they tried to do. And then, of course, God came and showed out. And that's what happened here. And so Elijah put the sacrifice down, the wood, everything I described earlier, and took it a step further and then had... And then had them wet the wood and God was to send fire from heaven and he did just that and he proved 
all of the prophets wrong. He showed up, displayed his power. And as a result of that, verse 37 says, hallelujah, that this people may know that you are the Lord and that you have turned their hearts back to you again, says Elijah. And see, as Bishop has been in John chapter 11 the past few weeks, I noticed that Jesus said the same thing. In John chapter 11, verse 41, as he was coming closer to where Lazarus was, the Bible says they took the stone away from the place where the dead was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Elijah said, hear me, O Lord, hear me. Jesus said, hallelujah, and I know that you always hear me. Because of the people which stand by, I say it, because I want them to believe that you sent me. First thing that I want to communicate to you today is that God is going to show his power so that others may believe. Invoking the power of God means that we will do greater work, Sister Tierra, through the Holy Ghost and in the Holy Ghost. The other scripture I read was that we have power. We've been designated power to tread on scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. Direct words from Jesus Christ. He has breathed on all of us and has given us his power. Power. His power to do greater works, his power to overcome, and his power to, to come against every attack. But listen, let's be real. Let's be real. We know that the attacks will come, but Jesus in this scripture lets us know that we will not be destroyed. It's a guarantee. Cast down, but not destroyed. But we have to remember the power. Help me and say power this morning. Power, hallelujah, power. I understand now why the mothers of old say, power, power, Lord, we need the power of God. And see, in all the power of the enemy, because he has power too, is subject to us. But let me put it this way. We have the full armor of God and the never-ending protection of God. So no matter how impossible it may seem to win a battle, the Lord God fights for us. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we have no might against this great company. Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I'm, I'm, I'm almost to a close, church. I'm very close to ending this and letting you go about your morning so we can get ready for worship. But can I share with you a revelation? that God showed me about me. This may not apply to everyone, but if you're with me, amen, amen. So the Lord has shown me over the past few weeks one of the biggest mistakes that I continue to make. And I don't do it intentionally because I work hard to be faithful. I work hard to be present. I work hard to walk in obedience to God and study his word and his teaching and minister to others. But here's my biggest mistake. I do it in my own strength. I do it in my own strength because life is happening, okay? And I tend to tap into the power of Jenna before I cry out and tap into the power of God. Because when there is so much coming at you in life, God can become a part of your routine. But sometimes we can get so busy in the things of God, we forget that we cannot do the things of God and offer up our reasonable service without 
his power. We often, without realizing, we tap into the wrong power supply and end up getting electrocuted, amen. Zechariah 4 and 6, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's his power. And then one of my texts this morning says that he's the vine and we're the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. But he said, for without me, you can't do nothing. See, the branches of a tree gets everything they need from the vine. You ever see the dead tree driving on the highway? It's, it's dead and everything is wilted. But when the tree is alive and there's leaves, even in the wintertime, the branches are upright because they're getting their nutrients from the vine, from the trunk. And see, in our arms and legs, get the blood flowing through our lives and our bodies from the heart, from the heart. So what am I saying? I'm saying the center of gravity, what holds us down, what keeps giving life to us when it seems like we are losing oxygen or losing our will to keep going, or even when it seems like we are losing our minds, we look to Jesus Christ, the source of our Somebody say power. All right, I'm ending. It is 9.24, the last points I want to share with you this morning, and I'm hoping that this is helping you. Just a reminder, because we need the power of God. We need the power of God. We can't do this thing right. We can't be right. We won't get right without the power of God. Number one, I want you to remember that the power that we have access to, in other words, don't forget the almighty, the all-powerful, the omniscient, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, all-knowing God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who became Israel, that displayed his power at the beginning of time, performed miracles, and through the transitions of sin and error in the history of the world, and out of his own heart decided to become the sacrifice that won us back to him and also decided to make his dwelling place on the inside of us as the Holy Spirit. He is still equipped to do the impossible and the inconceivable in your life because the Bible says now unto him that is able to do above all that we can ask or think according to the what? Woo, where y'all at? According to the what? The power that worketh in us. Tell someone there is power on the inside of you. There is power on the inside of you. You can get through this because there is power on the inside of you. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is near. Hallelujah. Number two, that the Lord, remember this, the Lord is always willing to reveal his power in our lives so that others that don't believe will believe. So in a trial in your life, because you wear the name of Jesus, God wants to reveal himself as a hero in your life to other people. So though the test may seem unbearable, and you thinking, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Understand, God is getting glory out of that, because you are still trusting him. And can I remind you of this? Job's friends saw his life fall apart in one day, but they also saw God restore double 
to him at the end of his test. Can we give God praise right there? We are the examples of the power of God, and he got back double of what he lost. The power of God does not expire. The power of God does not expire. It doesn't go out, it doesn't fade, and it never stops working. We just forget to tap in and carry everything on our own. We're the ones that forget to check our battery levels. We are the ones that tend, that tend to, to, to allow ourselves to just run and run and run until we're on 10% and it turns red and we're in trouble. We will drain ourselves until we completely shut off. Hallelujah. But remember to stay plugged into the source. Bishop has been teaching on relationship with God and what the Lord has given us, but it's not going to work on a standalone basis. We cannot see, function, or live without the power of God. Jesus said, don't get confused, my babies. Apart from me, you can't do nothing. And my last point, as I take my seat, I want you to remember the power that God has given us and how we activate it. We open our mouths. We open our mouths like we did this morning and every Sunday faithfully in prayer. We cry out. We cry aloud. Remember that God does not get weary of hearing your heart, even if it's the same thing over and over and over again. He wants you to continue to invite him inside of your thoughts, inside of your pain, inside of your questions so he can reveal himself to you. And we love this one, church. We have to open our mouths in praise. You see, that's the power surge that we get. The electric shock that brings us back to life in our spirits when we give God praise. Even in the face of every single thing going wrong and the unimaginable happening in our lives. We may not feel it right away, but trust me when I say there is a recharge, a surge that happens in the spirit realm, a charge that happens in your heart and your mind when out of your spirit you begin to praise your God and especially when you don't feel like it when you can't take another step that's the best time because that's when your battery is low somebody say charge me up God give me what I need to make my deposit so I can withdraw your presence. But when I don't have enough strength to get to the spiritual bank, First Lady, because I'm broken, tattered, and torn, Lord Jesus, charge me up. And if I can leave you with this, Oh, this one's for me, but I guess I'll share with you, church. If I can leave you with this, we open our mouths and we ask God once again to remember us. See, the delays and the waiting on God can also drain your battery. 
Can we be real? But God is saying, I want you to plug in. I want you to state your case. And again, put me in remembrance of what I said to you, what I promised you, because God already knows. But as you are crying out to him and reminding him, you are recharging your life and recharging your heart with his power. Somebody say power. Hallelujah, and I have two first lady. If I have a few more minutes, go back to the book of Joshua, chapter 14. In that book, the land was being distributed out for the children of Israel, the ones that made it over into the promised land. But Caleb, who had been there when they first spied out that same land, he stood there. And he watched every single family, every single tribe, every single person get what was theirs before he got his. So what he did, he came in the power of God to Joshua and he said, Joshua, I've been here. I've been present. Give me my land. The Lord had promised me. God said this will be mine. He said everywhere that my foot walked uh, was my inheritance. So I'm just asking you to bless me. Bless me indeed. Come on, tap into your power and ask God to bless you. Help me to get through the pain. Help me to get through the grief. Help me to pray right. Help me to walk right. Help me to talk right. Help me to live right. Help me to treat somebody right. Help me to forgive somebody right. Help me to obey. Help me. Give me power. 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 Charge us up, Jesus. Recharge us for the weeks ahead. What we have to deal with, God. And for those that are on the mountaintop, Lord, help me to store up enough power for when I get down to the valley, Lord. Because in all these things, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. I need the power to make my deposit. I need the power to make my deposit. Oh, should enough you poke you have to poke you and prod you to praise God. But when my heart is overwhelmed, I need the power. Somebody say power this morning. Understand that it is his power because in him we live and we move. And we have, we can't do it.